Season 4, Episode 4, with my insane Florida nephew who, um, well, he has adopted, I'll, I'll let him explain, and uh, we have become grandparents. So, yeah, it was kind of a kind of an exciting day today, where my oldest son now is a dad, and I am a granddad. How stupid is that? So, bouncing baby girl, almost nine pounds today. And, well, I'll let Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, tell you how much his adoptee weighed, maybe. But, anyway, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really stupid podcast this week. Yes, and it's kind of funny, too. That's part of the plan. So, enjoy. And I'm going to go um, celebrate my grandfatherhood by doing something stupid. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Cause it's a great big stupid world On a dirt clod out in space Where it stops nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on the Oprah Winfrey show Cause it's a great big stupid world He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. The stupid stories you're going to hear in this podcast are all true, and none of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. I'm Eric Lane. Insane Eric Lane. Welcome to my stupid world. If you're entering my stupid world for the first time... I give you a big thumbs up. You're a very brave soul. If you've come back for more, well, you're even braver than most people. But uh, I guarantee you're going to find some five-star stupidity here, one way or the other. So give it a five-star rating when you write and review a uh, write a review and and uh, give it a five-star rating. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, when you write and review the podcast, of course. You uh, help it show up prominently. We want stupidity to be at the top of your search if you're desperate for stupidity and searching for it. And don't forget to share the podcast also to your social media f- f- uh, feeds and subscribe. Th- that way you don't have to go looking for stupidity. It'll just find you when you subscribe. And don't forget to download the, 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 the podcast if you haven't already. That way you can listen to this uh, buffer free, you know, in, in case you have you know, bad internet connection, or you're driving and you run out of cell service or something. So, oh, and by the way, and this is the second of two of the uh, episodes I put out every week. Of course, besides this weekend edition, we've got the midweek bonus edition with the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards. So um, if you're, this is just part two, really, you know? So if you missed the weekend bonus edition, go back and check that out too, because that's even... That's full of even more stupidity that we couldn't fit into this episode. Yeah, well, we've got plenty of stupidity to go along here. And, you know, this is something I guess we probably should have here in this country. Uh, This is the second instance that I've heard about this. But it is kind of funny when you consider that, you know, you really can't control Mother Nature. But that didn't stop two top officials in Hungary getting fired at the Meteorological Service 
because they gave an inaccurate rain forecast, and that prompted the postponement of a fireworks display on the country's most important national holiday. The annual St. Stephen's Day fireworks show along the Danube River in Budapest, its build, by the way, is the largest display in Europe, it was all called off because, well, the weather forecaster said extreme weather was likely to start at that time that the fireworks were going to go off. Well, by evening, storms had not materialized in the capital, but the show, which usually draws more than a million spectators, had already been rescheduled for the following week due to safety concerns. Wow, they actually fired some weather officials for a bad forecast. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. wonder if the two who were fired maybe would decide to go out and become porn stars. Okay, yeah, that's an inside joke if you listen to this podcast. Well, maybe that's why the weathermen on the news this morning looked a little bit nervous. Yeah, well, yeah. I was talking about some of the other TikTok trends. In the last episode, I was talking about the pantyhose and candle challenge that's on TikTok. It's one of the few TikTok challenges that you don't die from, where you put a pair of pantyhose over your head and stretch it out and then try to blow out a candle. You look like you, you look stupid. I guess that's part of the reason. But there's a other there's a new TikTok challenge. And I well, <clears throat> yeah, you can decide whether it's stupid or not. It's called the boyfriend haul. Some people are calling it racist and comparing it to the auction block at a slave trade because it features a woman showing off women are showing off their shirtless boyfriends and listing off features and stats about them. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, you know, I've been chatting with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero, which you'll hear in the next segment. He's uh, been doing a little home improvement around the house, and he was boasting of the fact that he was doing some sanding and didn't have the AC on upstairs and decided he would just strip down to his boxers and do some home improvement work. I wonder maybe if Mrs. Pancho would get a picture of this and put this up as the boyfriend haul, huh? Yeah, list some stats about Pancho Guero as he's sanding the walls down in his boxers. Well, anyway, the content creators are using the hashtag Boyfriend Hall. It's got more than 27 million views to show off their bows and highlight their best um, <clears throat> features. TikTok user Sunshine Lively posted the clip denouncing a Boyfriend Hall video from uh Katie Ebbs, who has more than 286,000 followers on the app, in which she calls her husband, quote, dusty, musty, and crusty, and said she got him on clearance. Well, I got my wife at 50% off. Really, I did. Well, anyway, here's uh, one of the more controversial posts featuring a white woman doing the boyfriend haul to her black boyfriend. So this is the one that I have. I met him in 2014, but he wasn't on the market yet. So in 2016, he was on the market and I decided to see if it was a good investment for me. However, the timing wasn't really right. So it wasn't until the beginning of 2018 that I purchased this one. Meanwhile, the others are saying the trend is just a joke or not their problem. Can't be mad at her. He stood there and laughed. 
said one person. I'm afraid this just ain't our battle, wrote another. It's a joke. Calm down, commented somebody else. Other creators have spoken out against the trend, too, with most TikTokers responding to a clip by uh, Hanan de Crew. Is it Hay and Crew? It's run by a creator named Haley. And uh, well, in the video, that was uh, duetted by another user. Haley, who is white, presenting uh, touts her shirtless black boyfriend and says that she, quote, purchased him when he was finally on the market. Since receiving flack online, the user's profile has now been set to private, but the footage lives on in the form of duets. <laughs> Purchased? Uh, one user criticized, hmm, giving out vibes, quipped someone else who compared the clip to the acclaimed 2017 film. Creator Zarifa Anji has since issued an apology for her own clip, which showed her describing her husband as, quote, chocolate and purebred. Not everybody denounced the trend, though. Some of the users asked if it was only acceptable for people with white partners to do a boyfriend haul, to which people responded a resounding yes. Some people, I don't know, they're just, um, they're either too stupid or too easily offended. I'm not sure which is which, but yeah. Well, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. I will probably never get a boyfriend haul done about me. Anyway, well, I think we all know now how much it would cost to rent a car and drive around the world, literally. If you don't know, it's $8,000, assuming you can pull it off within three days. <laughs> well, a woman <clears throat> flew to Canada to help her daughter get settled at college, and she drove around Toronto for three days in a GMAC Yukon Denali and then returned the car. Later on, she noticed that the rental car company, Avis, charged her a $8,000 fee for driving about 23,000 miles. Now, that's just shy of the entire circumference of planet Earth. And to do it, she would have had to have driven all 72 hours that she had the car. Oh, at the average speed of 315 miles per hour. Well, it was obviously a mistake, but she couldn't get anybody from Avis to reverse the charge until a local news TV station got involved. Now, someone from Avis says they've apologized to the woman, but they did not explain what happened or whether that person that made the mistake is still employed at Avis. Well, it's unclear why you would call a bomb threat into a soup company unless you were looking to instill a fear of death by splatter. Well, charges have been filed against women, a woman in North Carolina for making multiple false bomb threats against the Campbell Soup Company. Campbell's has a factory in Maxton, North Carolina. One of the women works there. Campbell says the woman made the threats while she was an employee, but she's since been terminated for something unrelated. The other woman who was charged never worked there. Nobody was hurt, but a rep for Campbell said that each time a bomb threat was called into a factory, all the soup in the soup cans had to be thrown out. That resulted in a substantial cost to the company. Now, it's unclear how many threats that there were or even why the women were making them in the first place, 
Both women were charged with felony conspiracy and making a false report concerning a destructive device. That's almost as stupid as what happened just recently right here in State College where some Weisenheimer 20-year-old uh, Penn State student from New Jersey thought it would be a comedic experience to um, post a supposed bomb threat for downtown State College. He thought nobody would take it seriously. Well, guess what? <clears throat> the police did. Now he's got a felony on his record. What's up with this? I don't know. I just, why do you want to do something so stupid? Well, okay. Um, here's something I still kind of think is a little stupid, and that's plopping down 65 grand for an electric car and maybe even moving to California so you can drive one. I mean, look, I get it, Tesla owners. You know, I know you're cooler than most people and you're more tech savvy than the rest of us. You can stop overcompensating. There's a guy in Detroit. His name is Brandon DeLally, or maybe DeLally, I don't know. But anyway, old Brandon decides carrying his digital Tesla key around was just too annoying. So he had a brilliant idea. <clears throat> or is it a stupid idea? He had the key implanted in his hand instead. Now, he put a microchip on the top of his right hand under the skin. So now he can just tap his driver's side door to unlock it and he can start it the same way. And he didn't even need to see a doctor. A place that does piercings actually did it for him and it really wasn't that expensive. The chip cost 300 bucks and they charged another 100 bucks to shove it in his hand. Once the swelling went down, well, it worked great. Implanted microchips aren't brand new, but they're becoming more of a thing. Hmm. And this wasn't even Brandon's first go at it. He used his right hand because he already has a digital key to his house implanted on his left hand. He says it's cool because now he never has to remember his keys and he can never lose them. Actually, here's Brandon right now talking about all the things he can do with his key implants. I've always been a tech enthusiast and I always try to be on the cutting edge of technology. I'm able to open up the front and back door to my house. I can walk up to people and have them tap their phone to my hand and instantly transfer my contact information, my portfolio. So I thought, how cool would it be if I could leave my house, no car key, no house key. It's a perfect backup, something you can never forget, something that doesn't break, something that won't fail you. Next, now I guess he wants to get a third chip in his chest to track things like body temperature and heart rate. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm suddenly, you know, envisioning all the things happening in the book of Revelation and the Bible all of a sudden. Yeah. So, yeah. You're saying, I guess now my son's Apple Watch is already outdated? Oh, well, okay. I don't know. Well, along the same lines of high-tech <clears throat> stupidity, I know this might sound cool and futuristic to have chips implanted or even maybe towing your car by Wi-Fi. Yeah, what happens if the Wi-Fi cuts out for just a second, huh? Partly because I'm, I'm just picturing runaway vehicles, but this is really happening. Toyota is working on a new hitchless towing feature where you can tow another car right behind you without actually having it connected to you physically. You'll just be connected wirelessly. Whoa. 
They say a lot of the necessary features are already available in their Sienna minivans, so they've been testing it out. The trail car, see, behind you, does everything that you do in real time, see? So if you change lanes or if you hit the brakes, it does the same thing. Dottie, activate tractor beam. Now, so far, they've only done slow-speed tests with a safety driver in the trail car, and they're leaving a big gap in between them just to be safe. But they're hoping to shorten that gap soon so the two cars are almost bumper to bumper. Eventually, you could even tow a camper with any car even a Prius. It would also be handy if you had to follow a friend somewhere and not lose them, see? Just uh, have them to be connected to your tractor beam. But for now, they're only planning to do it with unoccupied vehicles in the back. They could actually start testing it on highways by maybe the next year. What could possibly go wrong? Now, there's a guy out on TikTok also that's uh, going viral because he caught a burglar in his house. <clears throat> but instead of calling the cops, he made the burglar clean his bathroom. Now, I don't know where it happened, but he posted this video of it. And he also did a follow-up where he and his girlfriend tell the whole story. He says that it happened at his uncle's house while he was house-sitting. The burglar was this kid who's around 16 and lives down the road nearby. Well, he came home from work in the middle of the day to feed the dog and found the kid hanging around using the PlayStation like it was his own place. He even noticed that his pockets were full, so he told him to empty the pockets. And guess what? They were full of stuff he stole, like a debit card. Now, he decided not to call the cops because he didn't want to ruin the kid's life. But then he noticed hairs in the tub and realized he'd even used the shower. So he made him clean it, top to bottom. Here's the TikTok from Tazbans1209 that's going viral. I still see some spots right there. Okay, okay, I see you, I see you. You might want to move those bottles. There's some stuff right by the bottles. This is not my hair, I guess, right? It could be mine, I don't care. You see that at the cops, bro. You came into my house. Now, most people agree it was a funny punishment, but some think maybe he was a bit too nice. And maybe he agrees with that now. He says the kid's been hanging out near his house a lot and might have even keyed his girlfriend's car. Hmm, boy. Well, Pennsylvania park goers trying to cool off at a fountain, they got the shock of their life when they were joined by a young girl walking an alligator on a leash. This is wild video from Love Park in Philadelphia that was taken and shows the child trailed by the reptile, which lays on its stomach to cool off in a puddle. The alligator is named Wally. Wally's wearing a collar that also labeled it an emotional support pet. He was apparently very friendly to the others in the park, even letting strangers pet him. Wally's Something of a local icon, you see, in York, Pennsylvania, which he calls home. The Philly Voice reports that the owner, Joey Henney, is a reptile lover who has uh, multiple gators, actually. That's not really clear who was walking Wally. He said, I went through a real hard depression, and he brought me out of it. Henney also said in an interview about Wally, my doctor wanted to give me anti-depression medicine, but I refused to take it. He instead chose to spend time with the gator. Of course, it could have been worse. 
Could have been walking the alligator without a leash. <laughs> but an emotional support alligator? Okay, uh, it's official. I now have heard of everything. Maybe they should just pick up and move to Florida. They would fit right in. Of course, I don't know. Pennsylvania and Florida are starting to be first cousins, you know? I know we see a lot of stories about idiots climbing into drive through windows. We had one here a couple of episodes ago. Now it's almost routine. <laughs> but this one has got one extra detail. And it happened in Florida. A St. Petersburg man was arrested after exposing himself at a Taco Bell one Saturday night, according to police. The St. Petersburg Police Department said 33-year-old Christopher Van Stratton crawled through the drive through window of a Taco Bell on 4th Street North, all while completely in his birthday suit. Police said the suspect then began lying on the kitchen floor, refusing to leave. Verstraten was arrested shortly after on charges of exposure of sexual organs. <laughs> it's kind of abnormal, though, for a naked man to climb through the Taco Bell drive through window. Usually, it's just pants being removed as you sprint to the bathroom stall, you know? Somebody needs to remind this clown that people go to Taco Bell for tacos, burritos, quesadillas. Nobody wants his wiener. <laughs> and then there's Maxwell Frost. He's 25 years old. He won the Democratic primary in the very blue 10th Congressional District of Florida. And that means now he's got a shot of becoming the very first Gen Z member of Congress. He says, we won! Thank you so much for all of our supporters, endorsers, volunteers, and staff, he tweets. We won because of our message, love. No matter who you are, you deserve health care, a livable wage, and to live free from gun violence. We made history tonight. Thank you so much, Orlando. Now, Frost has earned endorsements from Senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Oh, boy. The Congressional Progressive Caucus PAC, also endorsed voters who have followed his community organizing around gun safety, abortion rights, and voting rights. Now, Frost supports the Medicare for All, the Green New Deal resolution, emphasizing mass shootings as a key area that needs addressing. He says, we've seen these things and have been wondering our whole lives as young people in high school, middle school, elementary school, why? Why is this happening? Why have we not fixed this, Frost says. He makes youth a key part of his campaign. He says, and now we're at a place where we can vote and we can run and we're going to do it. The House seat opened up when Representative Val Dennings, Dimmings decided to run for Florida Senate, also winning the Democratic nomination in her race. So here is the first Gen Z member of Congress. So that's why he built his entire campaign around the word dude. This guy's so young, he makes Pete Buttigieg look like Moses. <laughs> And this is something you don't want to see with the start of school. A wheel falls off of a moving school bus full of kids in Jacksonville, Florida. This is the home of Pancho Guerrero. And it didn't happen once, but twice in one week. The wheels on the bus go Wheels on the bus are not going round and round. In this case, Duval County Public Schools is um, investigating after reports of two separate occasions where the wheels fell off a school bus on the same route shown in two videos taken by the same student. 
Now, nobody was injured in either incident. Uh, the Tecna media outlet WTLV-TV reported that the district is investigating with their bus contractor, Student Transportation of America, about this incident. CNN's got video of what it sounded like inside the bus, plus an interview with one of the parents. Absolutely, she was frightened. She was panicking. It could have been a major accident when a wheel come off of any vehicle. Now, Sonia Duke Bolden, a representative for DCPS, credits the school bus driver for keeping an extremely calm head amid, uh, amid a stressful situation and getting the bus to safety. Just minutes after the statement was released, First Coast News received a second video filmed by that same student that also appears to show a separate incident filmed two days after the initial video where a wheel is rolling down the street away from the school bus. After the second incident, Duke Bolden said that Student Transportation of America is checking the wheel attachments on all of their buses. <clears throat> they probably need to check the attachments on their brain while they're at it. Hey! You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. If you like the podcast, well, why don't you subscribe and rate and review it? Give it a five-star rating, because I try to pick five-star stupidity. Of course, if you write a stupid review, I just might read it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing the podcast helps it to show up prominently in searches for those that are desperate and searching for stupidity. Of course, don't forget to share the podcast on social media feeds, since you don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity. And of course, when you do subscribe, you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your favorite podcast player. And here's a little hack. If you download every episode, you can listen buffer free. That is, if you don't have adequate adequate internet coverage, of course. And if you're looking for a good podcast app, let me recommend Podcast Addict. That's available at your app store. It is free. They have a couple of paid versions as well, and it's amazingly customizable. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Use the handle at Insane Eric Lane. That's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook and Twitter. And you'll just find everything about the podcast and, well, 
maybe more than you need to find out about me, at my website, insaneericlane.com. decided to kind of take our marriage to the next level and, and and did something pretty personal today we are happy uh, in a way i'm kind of i feel like a new father okay oh, I, really? I, I've, oh yeah no I, i've got in my life now an announcement that we're making okay i'm now the proud owner of a beautiful dewalt shop vac oh well so was it a, was it by cesarean or was it natural? <laughs> oh, this is all natural, baby. <laughs> so and, did they did they suck it out of her? <laughs> it, 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 I, well, I think that I had to use the blow feature to help propel oh. itself out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the picture that you um that you sent me earlier in the week, they need to use that shot back shot back on you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh my goodness! I I will say I've named the shop vac Mega Maid, uh, Mega Maid. Off, of, off of Spaceballs. Oh, if you yeah. remember, like the, the big Megatron, like Voltron yep. type type, type uh, Spaceball one turned into yep. Yep. Uh, Mega Maid. She switched from suck to blow, and I figured because my shop vac can do suck and blow, it's only the most <laughs> natural name to give it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlike some people in this house. Yes. Yes. This is true. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I came really close to using that picture of you in your boxers, covered in dirt, <laughs> I, as as the podcast oh archer this week. So, I, I'm, thank you for uh, withholding with there, though I was kind of almost half bracing for it at the same time. I, so, for anyone who doesn't know, I've been sanding all week. My wrists, I, I can't even really do push-ups right now because my wrists have been so sore. Holding yeah. on to an orbital sander about three hours or more a day. Wow. Um, as we've been sanding a couple layers of paint off of wood beams and posts in our bedroom. And so naturally everything is covered in dust there. We've been living in the downstairs kind of guest bedroom for wow. a week now. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the shop vac. Uh, I almost destroyed our vacuum earlier today when I started trying to clean it up it. Uh, promptly overheated in the 90 yep. degrees it is up there with our AC off, so we don't yep. kill our AC unit um, yep. with all that dust either. And uh, so I thought, okay, you know what? It's about time that we uh, actually get a shop back because, yeah. you know, we could use it. Yeah. And uh, that being said, because of the nature of how hot it was and how dirty it is and just everything, I've kind of been stripping down to, like, Walter White from Breaking yeah. Bad yeah. and putting on one of those kind of gas mask looking things there to, to, with air filters to, well, and goggles it, to breathe. So I, I look like I'm cooking meth upstairs, essentially. Well, it really, it could. I mean, and the funny thing is, you know, you are, I mean, this is what you call getting into your work because you're stripping the walls and you decided to strip along with it. 
That's true. You know? I, I didn't think about that. I, afterwards, I did. I, I basically was clothed, though, in oh. the same way that a person wearing body paint is clothed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except for mine had more substance and provided more coverage, though. Yeah, it did. It was. It was. You were covered pretty well. I would say that. <laughs> you know, very much. Well, so. So it has been an equally, well, maybe a little more of an exciting day for us because finally we are now officially grandparents. We're talking about my shop vac uh, adoption fatherhood here, okay? Well, I don't... Don't try to steal this away from me. I don't want to upstage you or anything like this, you know, (laughs) but but yes, uh, and, and it's funny because, I mean... First off, the baby was over a week late because it was supposed to be at least a week ago. So then they decided yesterday to induce labor. And then finally, she gave birth today. And I kept trying to tell my son, why don't you just hold it off until Monday? And then she can go into labor on Labor Day. Oh, that's true. But, but, I mean, at this point, what's another couple of days? Well, yeah. You know, I mean, really. So, but uh, healthy baby girl, almost nine pounds. So, that's a big baby. That is a know? big baby. I, well, congratulations. I, yeah. um, you know, well, I've, been, I've been following along, but yeah. I, I can officially tell you in, in person here, or at least over the phone. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and congratulations on your uh, birth of sorts. So, so. Oh, thank you. It, it, it's beautiful. I'm going to make sure to look, my, my new child is going to get to work so, tomorrow, unlike oh, your lazy granddaughter over there. Yeah, well, right, right. So are you having a shower <laughs> for this, uh, this new uh, addition? No, we're we're just jumping right in. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, no, that, you know, you, you drive a good point though, because maybe I, I could get some extra gifts out of yeah, this. Yeah, you know? there you go, some yeah. accessories. So get some accessories <laughs> to go with it. Oh, so. man. That <laughs> so, is wild. Well, I'll tell you, I, I will say this. I mean, I think you can speak for uh, some truth here, and I know I can. And my my son is going to find this out too. But boy, oh boy, is he going to be in store? for the joys of parenthood because <laughs> apparently uh, i don't know about you but uh, i guess you're you're looking at what maybe six mini emergencies a day now right <laughs> that's i mean that's if you're basing it off of the national average um <laughs> here I, I i will say one of my emergencies today was while we were going out looking for a shop vac we happened to find one of those big uh uh, what, what are you like those those big kind of like um, big wheels? I think is that what they call them? Yeah, yeah. The, you know they got the big battery in the back right. and like a little car for kids and stuff. And I had one growing up. I loved yeah. it. My wife loved hers growing up too. And, yeah. and so we we kind of plan on doing that for for Christmas for our son. But yeah. he's never been in one before, other than like at the store. But there was one at the store that actually had the batteries in and was working. Oh. So I let him jump in for a minute and try it out, and he was surprised and started moving, but then he, he loved it. Yeah. And then of course there was a huge fit when I had to pick yeah. him up and say, all right, we've got to actually go. Se- separation and so, anxiety sets in right Immediately. There. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, so not happy about that. Or yesterday when he decides to just, he knows better, start yeah. pulling the dog's hair. Well, the dog kind of nips back. I, yeah. We don't yeah. have an aggressive dog. I've got a sheep dog. That guy yeah. submissive, loyal obedience uh-huh. um, and he's a good watchdog at least but a guard dog absolutely not but he kind of nips back because his it getting hurts. his ears and hair pulled yeah. it hurts and so you know now there's a, a little mark uh not anything more than like a light very light bruising but you know it's a there's good, a it's a good reminder fit 
Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, he knows that, that our dog is still his friend. He still loves him there and he knows how to do that now. But yeah. Uh, so th- those are just a couple of my emergencies from the last yeah. two days. You, kids, I think everybody, anyone who's had kids knows this, and anyone who's been around kids, like even in a grocery store or restaurant, also, let's be frank, knows this. They could be drama queens. Oh. <laughs> Any little thing goes wrong, it's a crisis. You know, yep. they, they can't, um, I, I guess, like express their emotions in, in any other capacity. <laughs> And so a new study here found that the average parent deals with six of these uh, little mini emergencies a day. Six? (laughs) I know, right? I I think that maybe like, is it split three between mom, three between dad? Uh, From what I hear, (laughs) a a lot of these tend to be more so mom, I think, that creates the little emergency. You know, she has that little nurturing thing. I probably get maybe one or two and and my wife maybe gets like four. So it's maybe a... You know, or un- unless split. mom says, "Don't make me call your father in here." <laughs> That's uh, usually if I'm walking in, then there's a problem there at that point. <laughs> um, well, this all comes from a thousand moms and dads. They're polled, and here's what some of the ten most common mini emergencies that we have to deal with uh, with our kids at home. So, uh, number one here, your toddler falls and grazes their knee. No matter how minor, they will cry. Oh yeah, and I can tell you this. This this one reminds me when my oldest son, when he was a toddler, were at a church picnic. And it was at one of these, you know, places, a park, you know, they have pavilions. And the pavilion that we were at had got, you know, not all grass was around. It was on a hill and there was, you know, some drainage that had washed off the grass. And so it was kind of some exposed stones and gravel and some, you know, water had created some, you know, ruts down through there. So uh, he comes, sees me, and I guess he's going to come up the hill to the pavilion where we're all there for our picnic and steps in a rut and skins his knee right there. Okay, now he gets up and he doesn't cry, but he looks around and sees me and we make eye contact and then the waterworks begin. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right. Yep, yep. It is. Uh, and, and then if you try to comfort afterwards, like, it's okay. I know uh, that that hurt, but you'll be in the moment he hears hurt again. He's like, oh, yep. like, you were getting better, but he's like, you made me think about hurting again. And that's, uh-huh. like, you know, um, <laughs> uh, I will say uh, my, my guy is pretty tough. At least he, he had plenty of, of little bumps and grazes on the knee and stuff. Cause he's a, an explorer. Yes. Um, and, and so he has gotten to the point now where for the most part, like, that happens. He's actually pretty cool, oh, which good. reminds me of me growing up. Uh, but they happen, and then uh, band aids are necessary, even if oh, they yeah. aren't. You know, that's right. Um, that's right. <laughs> number two, we've got fights between siblings. Yeah, now, you're not going to get to that this. yet. <laughs> I'm, we're not quite there yet, but I, other than you know, we'll see if the shop back and and uh, my son, <laughs> we'll see how they get along. So far, they've okay. been playing a little bit this evening, and there's been no fights so far. That's good. Um, <laughs> but me and my brother growing up, oh boy, that was oh, yeah. number one, I think. Oh um, yeah. Number number three is random tantrums, and that that's really what I have to deal with mostly. Uh, <laughs> random tantrums. Not that, I'm at the number three uh, stage of my life. Yeah. Number four, we've got dealing with them while running late for something. Yeah. This oh, yeah. describes my wife to a teeth. <laughs> <laughs> she, she like you know and hey like she ran late to begin with she uh-huh. she's half mexican uh she runs on hispanic time yeah and 
you know, and, and so like it's something she, I don't know. She's always been like that. And, uh, and so I've had to learn like, like from that, you know, look, I'm only Mexican in law. I'm, I'm, you know, German in in a lot of ways. Um, right. With a little bit of Scotch Irish. So, um, that's it. So, so I, I kind of, I run like a, like a Swiss clock when it comes to things there. Um, so she's already late to begin with. And then we have kids and now that like her time management, you have to add on top of that the kids. So now she's like like even later than what she would normally be. That's Um, right. So this is just every day for her, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number five is disagreements surrounding their bedtime. And that's an every night fight here, I think. He he gets somehow more energy in the last 30 minutes of the day. Like he just explodes, even when he didn't get a nap, just explodes with energy right at the end. That's Um, right. They save up for it at the end of the day. They, they do. Uh, number six, and I don't have to deal with this one yet, trying to help them with their homework. Oh, yes. Mm. That's, oh, you know what? Now, see, now, my, my wife would take care of the math. I could usually take care of the English. But that's kind of how we split it up, you know, like this. Yeah, some of the you, stuff, you know, your wow. communications. Uh, yeah. 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 I can deal with the math, I think. Um, you, number eight here, you ran out of a specific snack. Luckily, with this one, we we have a pretty good way of uh, being able to. Uh, maybe not. This might happen later, but with specific ones, we can always kind of deflect with another one he may like. And true, he's, he's pretty that's satisfied. true. A bait and switch kind of thing. It, exactly. Um, number nine here. Their favorite toy or blankie went missing. <laughs> I've I've spent a lot of time checking all kinds of places. I would have never thought to check yes. for things. Yes, um, one of here. our boys had a favorite blanket, and it went everywhere. It, it ended up getting to the point that he had about six threads left over, and he was still holding <laughs> on to it. <laughs> so. and number seven here, uh, you're, you're watching or they're watching a show, and the internet cuts out. <laughs> now, I, that's something like an emergency for the whole family for, yeah, for most people living these days, right? Yep. That that's like that's like a, a problem I never had to worry about, you know, or. Of course, what we had to worry about was, uh, you know, a, a storm coming over and it would block out the satellite. That, that's that's what we it. There you go. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, for every emergency, there's got to be some kind of a cure somewhere. But I don't think there's been a cure, at least that I have found for seasonal allergies. I mean, there's been some relief, but I can't go out and get vaccinated. That's probably the one vaccine I would probably take willingly is a vaccine to keep from getting seasonal allergies. Okay. Yeah, you, you get you get bad seasonal allergies. Oh my god! Even out of season, there's even there out is of no, season. Yes, you're there right. is no Absolutely. off season for you with this. Yeah, yes. and you live up but, north. Yeah, I know. So, but hey, there's pollen up north here too. Trust me. Okay, but but now. Now, it possibly, well, maybe it could be, uh, I'm going to say a cure in air quotes might help relieve the nasal misery in one way, <laughs> but it was going to create a different kind of nasal misery in another way. <laughs> okay. So if, especially if you suffer from food allergies, okay, I know people that have got food allergies and man, they're willing to do anything to get rid of the food allergies, but th- this might, this might put this to the test. Okay. <laughs> this is a tr- true thing. Scientists believe they might have discovered a cure, at least for food allergies. Okay, or at least maybe a significant way to fight against them. It it includes some kind of a bacterial compound that helps to grow the good 
gut bacteria to help restore the gut's protective barrier, okay? There's just a small problem, the caveat in this little discovery. Nobody wants to take it. And the reason why, well, <laughs> it's pretty simple. Researchers say it smells like a blend of, quote, dog poop and rancid butter. <laughs> okay. Would you be willing to eat dog poop and rancid butter to get rid of your hay fever? Well, I don't know. I, I I may have to deal with my my my. Uh, I may have to get some sort of something for my vomiting or something. You know. Well, let me just say it, it, it tastes just as bad as it smells too. So even though it's worked to prevent this anaphylactic shock in lab mice, the people in the study literally had trouble swallowing it because how wretched <laughs> it tasted. <laughs> Okay, as they're gagging trying to get this thing down. Okay, so, so scientists say that they're trying to find a way to hide the smell and the taste because they think that it could counteract many types of food allergies and inflammatory diseases. But they got the biggest problem is what is it? The, the old Mary Poppins song, "A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down." <laughs> it's going to take that, a lot more sugar. <laughs> I think that, I think this is more like a real life game of which would you rather yeah like usually would you rather is all hypothetical but this is like this is actually where the rubber meets the road oh. and would you rather that oh. is that's awesome i mean can oh you imagine goodness. somebody trying to take this thing and then retching you know because they, because they can't get it can't get it down <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you're you're changing all you're doing is trading one suffering for another suffering yeah um, yep. i've got i've got to send this one to my mom though she's had a, a lot of food uh, allergy and issue things in her life oh, yeah. and uh, i i've got to i've got to see what she says about this see if, um, see if she'd like to to take some dog poop and rancid butter I know, yeah see uh, i just you know, have her weigh in on on her options kind of like you know not is it worth it like how much do you really want these things um, kind, of, kind of like how there's, there's another woman here who was weighing on her options, not when she smelled something, but when she heard something coming from the back seat of her car. Mm -hmm. uh, this, uh, <laughs> and I can't, it's kind of crazy. Um, a Rhode Island woman, this is going to be, uh, this is going to make everyone start to kind of out of routine when they walk into their car. Um, a Rhode Island woman unknowingly drove to her job in Massachusetts with a partially naked and extremely intoxicated man lying on the floor in the back of her vehicle. This is what police say. Jose Osorio, he's a 21-year-old from Providence, he's been charged with breaking and entering into a vehicle after the driver, identified as Amanda Keene, allegedly discovered him when she arrived at her Honeydew Donuts job in Easton. Now, Keene reportedly said that she drove 45 minutes to work that night, including a gas stop, and she was using headphones to listen oh. to a true crime <laughs> podcast during the commute. So if that's not irony, you know, um, oh. you're listening to a true crime podcast, and, and then you become the part yeah. of it. You become a true crime pod podcast there. Um, wow. Now, uh, <laughs> the, uh, well, you know, she says that she hears eventually some moaning and rolling, uh, and, and she rolled down the windows to listen for the noise. Uh, but then she realized it wasn't coming from outside. It was coming from in her truck. Oh. Uh, it reminds me of that, that like old wives tale or whatever, where, where you got the, the phone call coming from within the house and the babysitter yes. keeps picking up. Um, yep. 
Well, the Easton, uh, just wait till your Bluetooth connects to the wrong headphone or speaker, and then you realize there's something going on, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe that'd be like the, the modern day version of that. <laughs> the Easton Police Department, they say that when uh, they responded to a 911 call, they, uh, upon arrival, officers spoke with the victim and learned that she had traveled from her Providence, Rhode Island home to the town of Easton in her Chevrolet Tahoe. Uh, she observed a partially naked male lying on the in the rear uh, floor of her vehicle. Ugh. Investigators say that they believe Osorio entered the vehicle after Keene started it up outside her home and then went back inside for a short period of time. Uh, mm -hmm. Officers uh, located Osorio in the rear of the vehicle sleeping. He was partially clothed, and by that, I mean with a pair of shorts around one leg and a shirt wrapped around one arm, uh, <laughs> leaving the rest of his body uncovered. Um, <laughs> it was apparent to the officers that Osorio was extremely intoxicated, and uh, through an interpreter service, they later learned that he had consumed a large amount of alcohol and marijuana earlier in the evening in Providence. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> I'm thinking... That she's definitely going to have to get those floorboards and upholstery steam cleaned yeah. uh, and disinfected here. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. quickly, quickly. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, I wonder, um, like, have you ever, uh, like, if you ever have to report a naked, half naked drunk guy passed out in the rear of your floor, do you have to do that to Carfax? When, when That's a good point. Selling? That's a good point. Yeah. Is that covered by insurance? I think Geico, <laughs> they absolutely they cover everything. That's kind yeah. of, that's, I think that's got them in hot water before with some weird. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about one like that. A weird. Uh, was it someone getting an STD in the back of their car? That's right. That's right. Oh, man, well, I'm not the most observant person, though. Um, I, I will say, but I do think that I might. I might tend to notice a naked drunk guy in my back seat, <laughs> and I think the guy must have been really drunk because if you want, if you think about it, there are probably way nicer cars that he could have broken into than a Tahoe. That's probably true. You have to be pretty mm -hmm. drunk to get into the back of a towel like this, you know? You know, the thing that I'm still trying to process is apparently this was at night that she was going to work. That's what I got out of what I heard. And she had earbuds in listening to a podcast. So who drives a vehicle with earbuds in? I can't. I mean, I'm thinking I can do it to the speakers, but you miss stuff when you are putting earbuds it's like you could get a ticket if you have you know if your hearing is obstructed and so you're doing this at night i'm thinking oh yeah. my that's just nuts i mean so <laughs> i can see how she could possibly miss something like that but i i mean that's the epitome of stupidity when you put earbuds in your ears and you start driving at night you're liable to you know have a lot of things happen to you that you are unaware of you know Anyway, but notice, yeah. noticing this half-naked man asleep in the back seat after traveling a half an hour probably would freak me or anybody else out, not to mention a woman, <laughs> you know? I mean, I get freaked out, was watching my wife give birth to two boys by cesarean. That was what I got <laughs> to see, you know? I got a little queasy a little bit, you know? Of course, what <laughs> freaks out, this is what freaked out a woman in Georgia. She was watching a doll birth, not a child birth, but a doll birth. This is the freakiest thing I've ever seen. It was a discovery that kind of feels reminiscent of the Cabbage Patch Dolls mania back in the 80s where one woman, okay. she's come across this facility. This is a real place that they're taking this concept of Cabbage Patch kids adoption to a whole new level. OK, writer Sarah Baird, she took to Twitter to share her rather strange visit to the American Cabbage Patch 
hospital where dolls give birth and adopters have to sign an oath to take their newborn dolly home. Okay. Is, is it is it legally binding? I, like, do they have I, I lawyers that show up as well? And I don't know. But mediate I mean, this. Th- this is this is bizarro, especially in light <laughs> of the fact that I've got a granddaughter that was born today. Okay, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. So, kicking off a thread here, the, the readers are completely gobsmacked. Okay, she says this quote: "A few weeks ago, we're camping in the North Georgia mountains and happened to drive past a bunch of signs." for Babyland General Hospital, where Cabbage Patch dolls are born. So we decided- Babyland could be a name of a strip club or daycare. (laughs) Yeah, it could either be that, (laughs) you know? So they said, we decided to check it out as, you know, kind of kitschy fun. So detailing the very unusual way in which the Cabbage Patch kids are, quote, born in the facility, she explains by this saying, quote, we were absolutely not prepared to witness the ceremony of a licensed patch nurse helping a giant LED covered tree called Mother Cabbage (laughs) give birth to Cabbage Patch dolls. Just when you (laughs) thought things could not get any more bizarre, the writer reveals that the birthing procedure was far more serious than you'd expect for a children's toy. They have a dedicated nurse on deck to ensure the whole birth runs smoothly. Was, was there, is, is it as slimy as a real birth as well? I don't know. That's what I was thinking exactly, you know? <laughs> I'm at, oh my, and, and you know, I, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, what nursing school gives you the degree for this? <laughs> I'm just imagining the child there that's just speechless. <laughs> I mean, so, mommy, yeah, like, mommy, what's go, what's happening to my baby doll? I want to go home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, do, do they? Are, is there such thing as male cabbage patch dolls? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no idea. I've got two questions. Uh, do they ask if you would like to circumcise them? And oh, do, they let you, oh, do they let you cut the cord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the question is, do they have a certified nurse who takes care of the circumcision of the male cabbage patch doll? That's fine. I, I look, I, I don't know if your son did this or not, but I, <laughs> I, I was given the shears to cut the cord and, <laughs> and so I got to, I got to cut the cord. It, it's strange. I feel like I shouldn't be doing that to anything yeah. organic, but yeah, I was like, Oh, yeah. we're going for it, whatever. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that that would make it more authentic from my experience Yeah, uh, and yeah. also maybe helping the, I guess, what is it? The, the, the birthing tree, Turf. you know, yeah. If I could help kind of lift some of the roots to kind of help, you know, pave the way for the the, the doll to come out, then right. that would also make it really lifelike to my true experience oh, uh, of childbirth as well. So, yeah, well, I think, that, I think cor- they could do better. Well, and for that matter, is there a, a cord cutting ceremony for the Cabbage Patch baby? Look, one thing. One thing I will tell you is that if if uh, I'm ever getting a Cabbage Patch doll, I'm going to opt for no epidural because that was the most expensive part about the whole pregnancy. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's yeah, true. so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, was it birthing cabbage patch tree? Yeah. You're going to have to do this all natural. All natural. Um, there you go. Right. Just like, just like the trees do uh, when they, um, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm going to move on here. It's, it's going to move on completely. Um, <laughs> 
I think you're taking this whole. I, I think you're taking this whole doll thing way too far. Okay. I, no, no, I don't think we're taking it far enough. Okay. But <laughs> some people, some people do love taking things way too far, and and yeah. I only love taking the things that need not be taken too far. Too sure. far. One of those things, though, is uh, marriage. Okay, Mar- I will take marriage far, but not the absurdity of it. I guess we'll say. Oh, okay. Um, some guys are they're way too attached to um i don't know to to uh, their their single life i guess you could say that they might right. have, have and uh this guy probably should have opted for one uh oh. of, of a single life or maybe maybe like a i don't know if the the birthing tree gives birth to sex dolls as well because <laughs> it, th- this would have been less uh stupid than what he decided to do um <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll paint the picture for you, okay? You're newly, you, you just got married. Yeah. You're on your honeymoon, okay. and, and you know this is a great opportunity for you to relax and enjoy anything that your heart desires. Oh yeah, with the person you're married to. Oh well, right? Yeah, that's kind of how it works. I know. Yeah, it, it is. But of all things, this is something that you'd never expect. A 34-year-old man in Florida. Okay, well, already you're probably expecting anything now because I just said Florida and man pretty much back-to-back. Well, Look, his name is Paul Turovsky. He was arrested recently on his honeymoon, and the reason he was arrested is because he decided to answer an ad for a prostitute. Uh, So, look, I don't know what this says. Maybe this says a lot about him. Yeah. But maybe it says a lot about the, the what, what how is she withholding from him? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, clearly he wasn't getting enough even on his honeymoon because yeah. he left his new bride sleeping in their hotel room and went out to meet a prostitute that he connected with online at the hotel. Well, <laughs> instead, he was caught up in a sting operation by local police to crack down on sex trafficking. He was. <laughs> cuffed and taken to the station and in all actually there's 176 men that were arrested in this sting operation oh, the sheriff actually joked that the only question here was as a wedding guest it was it too late to get the gifts that they gave returned back to them yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's true oh yeah. my gosh well that's what you call getting started off on the wrong foot I know, or maybe you got off on the wrong woman. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I do feel sorry for both these people, though. I, I'm pretty sure that, that my wife couldn't walk right for a month after our honeymoon, uh, but <laughs> but I can I can only imagine the level of piss off that the bride's dad must be about right now. Oh man, you better you better watch that. Put him in protective uh, I, custody. That's true. Everything has its silver linings, though. I'm told that. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I've never really had any big fights at all with, with Mrs. Poncho. So maybe I'll, well, I'll have to, I've tried to start fights for this very reason, and it just doesn't yeah. work. I'm you told just, that the, the best sex you can have is what was it, angry slash yeah. makeup sex yes. or breakup yes, I've sex? I've heard that. I, yes. And so, so I think that, you know, once he's eligible for conjugal visits, it should be quite the ride, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I've, our, our, we may be reading a story several years from now about a guy who uh, had his manhood cut off by an angry ex-wife. Oh, you're talking so, like you're talking like a Lorraine Bobbitt thing going like on. Like a Lorraine Bobbitt thing. That's right. You know, no. so, well, apparently this guy 
definitely Ooh. needed a lot of exercise to keep his wiener in shape. You know, I mean, but my guess is that uh, his new bride <laughs> now would prefer to have that wiener frozen <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? That's such, a, that's such a bad excuse. Got to keep it in shape, baby. Got to keep it in shape, you know, really. So, uh, well, apparently, though, there's a company which specializes in wieners are actually working at freezing <laughs> your wieners. Okay. Yeah, when it comes to well, hot dogs that is, you know. Oh, there Oscar, you go. I'm, I'm yeah. using mine still. No, no freezing yet. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, 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 but even Oscar Meyer, who makes hot dogs, they say hot wieners are better than cold wieners. But they're going to be working on changing that. They are actually selling the first ever cold dog, with which is a popsicle. Okay, it, it oh. tastes like yeah, right. It tastes like oh. a hot dog. <laughs> they say, now this is the best part. They say that it has, quote, both refreshing and smoky umami notes. <laughs> I've never heard of a meaty flavor be considered as refreshing before. <laughs> yeah, umami. I had to go look up the word umami. Okay, and if you don't know what that is, this is your word for the day, okay? It's described as savory and is characteristic of broths and cooked meats. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my mushrooms, I think, also. You know, like, that, that, it's a meaty flavor you get. Yeah, yeah. So that's something you probably do not want to use on your honeymoon when you talk to your your, your bride and you say, mm. you smell umami tonight. <laughs> what, what if you're trying to speak Spanish? You're like, ooh, mommy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. So, but uh, no. here's the best part. This thing is topped off with a mustard swirl. Okay, this on this pop, <laughs> oh. popsicle, this hot dog, a cold dog popsicle. This makes it worse. I, this thing would give me dysentery. Oh, you better believe it. You better. So now it's unclear if this uh, mustard swirl tastes like mustard or if it's just like a design thing. <laughs> but I don't know. If, if I sure hope not. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for someone to blame for this, well, this idea dates back to an Instagram post. Uh, on Oscar Meyer's account a few months ago, whenever they asked their followers on Instagram if it was, quote, stupid or genius. Well, apparently people said it was genius, which, which tells you a lot about people that like Oscar Meyer hot dogs. Okay. A representative for Oscar Meyer says after the overwhelming fan excitement, it was a no brainer to make it a reality. So, for better or worse, it's not a nationwide release, at least not yet. The cold dog. Is only available at select pop bar locations while supplies last. Now, they'll cost you $2 a pop. And if you don't know, uh, pop bar is a chain of gelato shops. So if you happen to find one near you, you can go and get yourself a cold dog, hot Oscar Mayer hot dog popsicle with a mustard swirl. Okay. Anyone who's listening to this right now, I'm assuming you're listening on your phone. Pause for just a second. Pull up Google or whatever you use and type in Oscar Meyer cold dog popsicle and then hit <laughs> images. It is both unholy and glorious and <laughs> repulsive and wonderful to look at. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not kidding. Do it right now. You will. You'll, you'll end up copying the image and sending it to at least one person <laughs> when you see it. <laughs> uh, I saw the image. That's why I'm laughing. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm so gross looking. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> and, to th- and to think this thing was was dreamed up off of an Instagram post. This is where we're, we're, we're desperate they, for ideas. They, they did get get it right by putting the mustard swirl on it and no ketchup. Um, <laughs> but I will say that, like, does it come with relish as well? Because I think oh, it's no, 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 you don't. Bit. No, yeah, that will ruin it. I, I don't even put relish <laughs> on a hot dog. No way. It's just, it's just pickles. <laughs> Yeah, it's pickles, but it's right? sweet pickles. It's sweet pickles. It is pickles. sweet pickles. Yeah, they're I not as good as those dill. No, yeah. that's it. That's right. Mm. So just think, uh, hopefully they're not going to come up with chili, you know, cold chili. The <laughs> chili dog. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Oh, a, chili, a, a chili cold dog. There you have it, you know. <laughs> you know those, like, bad Sonic the Hedgehog popsicle things that you get from the <laughs> ice cream? Yeah, man? right. Put that with the chili dog there, and you're you're oh. set. <laughs> oh man, the, the frozen chili, the, the frozen chili cold dog. I guess. Oh, there. good. Um, well, don't give them any more ideas. Oh my god. For real, they'll they'll run with whatever ideas they get. <laughs> if, they're, um, if they're taking ideas off of Instagram, why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, look. Uh, the big trend, I guess, now is this cold dog thing for two dollars a pop. Yeah. Uh, this is as opposed to just popping off your hot dog during a bizarre dream. <laughs> you might be thinking, what transition is that? Look, this is one of these stories that we, this is the reason why we do this podcast. They don't happen often, and that's probably a blessing, both for the yeah. people involved and also because it. we don't want to get too used to it. It kind of, it, when you have too much of a good thing, it kind of sours the thing. Yeah, and, it does. So this story, though, you're going to remember this one for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, man. You, oh, gosh. It's, it's so wild. Oh, man. So uh, our, our headlining story for the day. Um, it, uh, do, I, do I just start with the headline? The headline oh, yeah, is so just, salacious. Just All right. dive in. <laughs> the, the headline here. Man cuts off his own genitals while dreaming of goat slaughter. <laughs> now... You may be asking one of several questions right now. <laughs> I am too. Um, all right. So getting into the story, because everyone is, is engaged, more engaged yeah. than they've been probably in months. Yeah, if you're driving mm. while you're listening to this podcast, you've probably pulled over to the side of the road while you're yes. trying to recompose yourself. <laughs> Either that or stop fondling yourself out of fear. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Is it still? Is it still here? Is it still here? <laughs> I'm just checking. That's all. Oh my goodness! Well, look, fulfilling everybody's worst nightmare. Um, you know, you got you got bad dreams, but a lot of times when you you wake up from your bad dream, it's not yeah. often that that you wake up from a dream and you wake up to a nightmare. Usually, yeah. Usually, you get the other way, right? Right. And it's really important to get those in the right order because <laughs> this is what this Ghana man realized. Yeah. Right? He reportedly cut off his own genitals while dreaming that he was slaughtering a goat. <laughs> right and now, uh, I guess he thought maybe he doesn't use uh, any kind of trimming down there. I don't know. Was, yeah. So this is no. This is according to a Ghanaian channel, GH1 TV. Kofi or Kofi Atta, he's a farmer from South Ghana, and he fell asleep in a chair. And woke up missing his member and sitting in a pool of blood with no idea how he came to be holding the knife. 
his wife, Adwa Konadu, she arrives home shortly after stumbling in on him bleeding in a chamber pot uh-huh. with his with his penis in his hand. Oh, <laughs> and, 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 and look, look and there's a lot of people that probably, that's not what we're talking about. Okay. But this yeah. is like, we're talking that hand could be raised up to the air. Yeah. And it would still be in his hand. Yeah. Um, now, Kanadu got her husband a diaper to reduce the bleeding. And she rushed him to the Kampo, um Anoke teaching hospital where he was stabilized. And the farmer well, he'll, he'll definitely need surgery, oh, yeah. but she says he cannot afford. It is yeah. currently unclear if the hospital will perform the procedure pro bono. Yeah, the, and this is according to the Daily Mail. Now, <laughs> so all of the, basically none of the questions that you had got answered. I apologize for that. Um, I, the, the, I, look, what I'm thinking is the, the moral story here, just don't sleep within 100 miles of a knife. Uh, but I, I will say he must be pretty well endowed if he mistook his genitalia for a goat. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's about right. I, I'm just still picturing what the wife's expression was when she came into the house, sitting or seeing her husband bleeding into a chamber pot, holding his pecker in his hand that was not attached to his body. I I feel like this is one of those things where you're like you decided to experiment and it went horribly wrong. Oh, and your yeah. wife comes home and you're like, I was dreaming. Yeah, yeah, about- that, that, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the best one right there. I I I, I was dreaming. I swear, you know. Um, I will say this did get me thinking about like what would you know what would this look like. <laughs> like for uh, different cultures, you know. Oh, <laughs> like, like I don't know Ma- if you if you lived in like you know a uh, like the bad the wrong side of the railroad tracks. You know, you got a lot of gangs that go around. Let's say in like Chicago. Yeah, I used to live in Chicago. There's a lot of gang activity there. What would a gangbanger? What what would That's- his nightmare be? Good would he be waking up with a gun in one hand and and like just a you know shooting it off whatever there? Uh, yeah, right. And, or- and, and- Better uh, yet, uh, I think I that this Ghana man should be thankful that he wasn't a mafia member because yep. if he was part of the mob, then he probably would have woken up with <laughs> with some rope and uh, <laughs> cement blocks tied over his T- thing tied, and yes, yep, 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 <laughs> tied to the other end of. The- <laughs> and so I don't know. <laughs> yep, yep, and and, and maybe, maybe a knife. Maybe a knife was the best way uh, of having this kind of dream that you could have, I guess. My question is, though, where was he slaughtering the goat? I mean, how do you mistake that? I don't I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It, it's, I've got so many questions and, and so, oh, yeah. so few answers. So few answers. Well, we've got some questions, and thankfully none of them are any way close <laughs> to this bizarre. But oh, we have some, we've got some questions. From folks that want to ask Pancho some some of life's mysteries here, and I I think this is pretty funny because this is a a girl Andrea, she's got this question. She wants to know if it's corny to put notes in your high school students' lunch. Okay, so you know school's starting back up here. Now the funny thing about this is that my wife would occasionally do something similar to this with the kids when they would take their lunches to school. But she would write notes on the bananas. She would like write something on 
Yeah, you know. Well, okay. So Andrea says, she says, I pack lunches for my kids every day to save money for nutritional and for nutritional purposes. Sometimes I'd slip in a little note, something silly or cute. But now my oldest is in high school now. So would it be embarrassing if their mom left a little note for them or would they appreciate it? Now, this is a kind of a trick question. So I don't know. How would you answer something like this? <laughs> It is a true question. I, I I never got notes in my my lunch boxes, so I would I wouldn't know. But I, I will say I could in high never school, see my I, I could never see my sister putting a note in your lunchbox. I'm sorry. No, that's because you know her, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> I I will say I I think that this is a um, that that both answers are correct, mm. depending on when you're asking it. Ah. Um, I, I think in high school they might be a little embarrassed. But when they're in their 20s or 30s or 40s, they're going to look back and they're going to think they're going to remember that. And they're going to think, you know, like they're going to know and they're going to they're going to be happy about that, I think. So. So. So, yeah, it might be embarrassing, but not always. It'll be endearing, too, just depending on when they are. Unless, of course, unless, of course, you're writing it to your to your son and his your son takes the lunch to school and while he's eating it the son's girlfriend sees the note from mommy i will say this does can it is contingent on whether anyone else at the school sees the note or not <laughs> that, is, that is a big part of the factor and that's kind of not yeah. controllable you don't know what's going to happen with the note maybe it also wouldn't work as well if you put like on the banana that you put the note on yeah dreaming yeah. of goat slaughter <laughs> yeah. um, I, I I think if I ever did this, and honestly, this might be something. Well, actually, we plan on homeschooling, so this might not be yeah. a thing. Right. I would enjoy putting immature and stupid things on, like notes See, instead. That's that's and, what and, I would and just kind of yeah yeah oh yeah. Just and, have and fun course, with it. Go crazy. I, I would I would get in trouble from my wife for putting notes in the kids' lunches. Oh, and if my wife packed a lunch, and I'd, I'd really put some strange things in there. Maybe oh, even yeah. like fortune cookies. Like if I could make my own fortune cookie thing. Yeah, yeah. And be like, there oh, you, go. you got a fortune cookie for the day uh, with a note. And then every yeah. once in a while, you get like a like an omen instead of a fortune. And oh, ju- yeah, Just to make yeah. them think, you know. All <clears throat> right, right. Uh, I've got one here as, as well. Um, well, actually, maybe a good. What did your kids think about that? I they they kind of liked the notes on the bananas. They they did. They actually kind of thought it was kind of cool, you know. Then then Look they could that. just eat eat the banana and then destroy the evidence. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, that's uh. Well, I I've got one more here. Uh, this is from Gerard. He says, "I guess I learned it from when I was a kid. When my mom had to take me on errands, which was a lot, I got to get a treat if I behaved myself. But hmm. that wasn't the only cost. I also had to enjoy it on the go." Hmm. We seldom had, had time to sit around, and I wish to to learn how to eat. Or I no, I'm sorry. I had to learn how to eat ice cream cones while walking. Hmm. If if you know what I mean, uh, look, I'm trying to find the same with. I, I, I'm finding I do the same with my kids. I can reward them, but I don't let them sit and enjoy it. Partly because they're so slow. <laughs> now. <laughs> That might be the same reason for your mom. Maybe you understand your mom more is the, the point of this whole thing, uh, Gerard. Um, kids do everything slow, basically, well, it, let's it, go, except let's, eating let's, dinner. Yeah, well, let's go back mm-hmm. to the very first story in the in the podcast here, okay? Trying to deal with kids while running late for something. 
There's your many emergencies. That's it. Um, kids do everything slow, except the things that you want them to do. <laughs> you know, the, the, the point being, um, like, I'll, I'll give a personal story. Uh, you know, you're trying to go out the door. Agua, agua, agua. Uh, this, this. Uh, he's running to yeah. grab all the different things. Go to bed. Same thing. Like everything's slow. Drag it out. Drag it out. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's taking thirty minutes just to get our shoes on and get out the door. Yep. But we sit down for dinner. Two minutes done. Yep. And like, no, you, you've barely touched your food. Done, yep. done. And and so <laughs> this is just going to be what kids do. You are. The, you can choose whether or not that you want to just stop and slow down and enjoy the moment or not. And yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I think that, that for me, and maybe as an adult, it's a good thing to ha- kind of have to force yourself to stop and yeah. just kind of slow down and, and just kind of be for a minute and exist. Yeah. And, yeah. and so may- maybe that's a lesson that you can kind of take. And, and if you didn't like that as a kid, then, you know, you, you should uh, think about that. And you could you could be the kind of dad that you, you know, wanted to, to have yourself. Well, I mean, I remember when my kids were like in the high chairs, you know, the bibs and all that stuff, you know, they, they would get something to eat like for a dessert if they finished all, if they made a happy plate, you know? And oh, of yeah. course my oldest, of course, was the most bullheaded at the time. And he would <laughs> not is. finish it. It still is. Actually, right. it's a, you got, you got two bulls in the house. Though. I got well, two bulls. Well, that's, that's, that's that's true, but but at one point I he would not he would not eat he would be distracted and would not would not make the happy plate so I literally turned the high chair around and he had to face the wall, so he would not he couldn't even look at us until he finished his, <laughs> until he finished everything. I will say I've done that before, but not not to finish the food, but just yep. to uh, stop screaming and crying because he was yep. throwing a fit for yep. uh, having, having to sit a there tantrum. while we finished eating. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that uh, again, with, with, with the kids, I mean, I don't know what works with one kid may not work with the next kid. That's one thing I have found out, you know, maybe, so, maybe we could kind of institute a rule where if you don't eat all your food, then you've got to eat a, a cold dog popsicle with, with a mustard swirl. Yeah. Or yeah. Either, either that or some allergy medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, here, you're, it's time to take your your food allergy medicine here. You know, it's, it's, oh man, it's gonna have so, people craving Nyquil. <laughs> oh yeah, man, absolutely. So, are you all set for some insane games? I am. Well, while you pull those up, I've got a just one more kind of uh, stupid story from my weekend. Oh, I've, oh, good. I've had I've had a lot going on this past week. A poncho must. Oh, it's been Pancho Mas. Uh, is, <laughs> I've had a busy week. Um, waking up early every day and staying up late, getting work done. But uh, like housework and other things. So, so you know, I, I kind of shared recently that I've been working on my car. Finally yes. got it all fixed up. You know, car's fixed up. It's good. The check engine light is off, driving great. Well, about a week ago, a little over a week ago, my, my check engine light goes off again. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, no, I thought I fixed this, whatever. Like I'll, I'll run the code. We'll see what it's saying here. And I pull it up and it, it's an exhaust related thing. So already I'm thinking, okay, well that's, that's better than other things. It's nothing that's like absolutely vital to this car running, but it's sure. something you're going to want to get fixed. So, so I'm thinking, okay, well, you know what, I'll drive home and I'll, I'll look some stuff up later. And I quickly look and I'm like, okay. And I was wondering on the way home, I was thinking, what if it's the gas cap? 
And, and huh. sure enough, like, it, oh, this is common with the gas cap not being tightened up or being loose or bad. Right. And along with, like, a list of six other things, like a lot of these car, you know, sure. issues can be. So right. I asked my wife, you know, hey, did you uh, did, did you have a hard time closing the gas cap? And she's like, I tried so hard. So, A, I'm not like, man, is my wife a weenie hut junior? I thought that she got out of that after having kids because she <laughs> nailed the childbirth thing. She was She was – like crazy strong it seemed like and she's a small petite woman yeah so uh you know she so i i go out tighten my gas can or gas cap uh rather and and like you know five six days later all the all the um systems and sensors they they cycle and boom check engine light goes off that sunday i'm thinking this is great i'm driving my car home from church check engine lights off and i go to open the door and next thing you know, my hand is in the air holding the door handle. Oh. Just, the door handle blew right off the outside door handle. I think uh. this thing will never be fixed. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And so I, <laughs> point being, being said, like <laughs> I ordered the, a new door handle. Uh, it comes in the mail yesterday and I, I went ahead and I got it fixed and repaired today after finishing the sanding. And so <clears throat> the car is all fixed again. Check yeah. engine light is off from that gas cap. My wife trying to give me a, a, another heart attack for my car going off, and then uh, and then the, the door handle. Which what in the world is, is that about? I don't know. Um, all I'm doing, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm, all I have right now is the Johnny Cash song, one piece at a time. You're, you know, you're... <laughs> that is it. I, I will say everything I bought has been pretty cheap. It, it hasn't been expensive fixes. Yeah. Uh, and when the when the thing came up, I knew I could probably fix this in five minutes. Uh, yeah. I just need to get the part, and so uh, needless, well, it, it did take more thirty minutes because I accidentally popped the lock out and had to get into the interior door to get everything fixed. But we're good now. That's good. Well, yeah. let's see if you can, uh, if if your if your um your your ingenuity can get you through our insane games as good as it can get you to fixing your broken door handle. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe I'll Google some of the answers and that might help me out. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E.
Oh, well, I don't know if you Google some of the answers to these, who knows what you're going to get. <laughs> you may get something a lot worse than you may get something a lot worse than pictures of a cold dog from Oscar Mayer. Uh, a virus or a Russian hack or something. Yeah, or, or something like that. You might even get a picture of uh, of a goat slaughter or something. I don't know. Oh, but, my gosh. But so what, what, what do you feel? Uh, what do you feel? especially uh willing to tackle here for the insane games this week i you know i was thinking you, you got me thinking about strip club or daycare with uh the dollhouse yeah okay well let's just start all off then with our strip club or daycare where i name you a business and you tell me if the establishment is a strip club or a daycare so first business <clears throat> this is out west in cheyenne wyoming the Business name is called The Den. The Den. Hmm. Okay. Nothing with the, the, like, the word den in it is a good thing. <laughs> I, I've driven down 95 enough times to know, okay? Okay. So, so this is a strip club for sure. For sure. Okay. Oh, even absolutely. Though you have, even though you have den mothers and Cub Scouts. No, no, no. This oh, is a strip okay. club. All right. <laughs> Yes, you're right. It is a strip club. And I I think it's pronounced Den Milfs. Ah, yes, yes. All right. Well, here's (laughs) one then. In Council Bluff, Iowa, it's called the Playhouse. The Playhouse. These ones are always tough because people are freaks. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. But it is in Council Bluffs, Iowa. That is true. I'm going to say, look, because of Council Bluffs in Iowa – you're you're good people, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. I, I'm going to say it is a daycare. You give them way too much credit. It's a yeah. strip club. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, well. My gut said that, too. I yeah. should have gone with it. Yeah. You, yeah. you were okay. intentionally trying to, to uh, subtly lead me down no, the road. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to be oh, objective. Yeah. That's all. I'm just uh, trying to be I objective. I don't believe you. Yeah, yeah. Well, keeping it in the Midwest, here's a uh, a business called Mrs. Jammies in Elm Creek, Nebraska. Mrs. Jammies? Jammies. J-A-M-I yeah. apostrophe S. Mrs. Jammies. I, I don't know anyone who wants to watch strippers and jammies. And, <laughs> and jam, jammies is a very childlike. I think this is a daycare for sure. Oh, well, you deducted that one really quick. That's right. Yeah. That's a daycare. Yeah. Very good. All right. Here's one. In Kansas City, Kansas, called the Vineyard. The Vineyard. Um, I think that the look. This sounds like a good one. I think this is going to be a daycare. It sounds pretty innocent to you, I guess, huh? It does. Yeah. And it is indeed a daycare. Very good. And here is one that is in my home state, located in Little Rock, Arkansas, called Discovery. Discovery. Oh man, <laughs> that's so funny. I. Um... <laughs> Show and tell. <laughs> um, I guess no one tells is true. Cool. I think I think discovery is. It sounds like something that would sell well to parents, you know. Uh-huh. So I think this is a strip club. No, yeah, strip club. Really? I think it's a daycare. I know. I think it's a daycare. What am I saying? Yeah, you I'm, sure? I'm you, you, you sure? You, you sure it's a daycare? Daycare. Final okay. answer. <laughs> it's a strip club. <laughs> Oh, it is. Look at that. I, I guess I should have known based on what they show on the Discovery Channel. Oh, know? yeah. Well, you yeah. know, you discover a lot in Little Rock, you know? I tell you. So, do well, it like they do on the Discovery Channel. That's it. That's yeah. it. 
So, all right. What is the next one that you would like to tackle? And you got me on a couple of those. Let, let's, um, well, I feel like this naturally leads into steakhouse or gay bar. Well, naturally, of course. And we'll and, just, we'll, and it works out because, uh, the, the bison sausage I had for dinner. Oh, that's right. Wait, know, where did you get yeah. bison sausage from, by the way? I think Mrs. Poncho found it at Costco, believe it or no not. No kidding. And, uh, I, I will say it is, it was good. It, it, this is the most manly tasting meal, I think, that she's ever cooked. <laughs> and 100% of it is carried by the hickory smoking oh. and the bison. Those wow. two things. Whew. It's wow. got just it's got a gamey, a good gamey flavor too. So, it's good. so you you're you're doing this. You know, got the sander going. You're covered in dust. You're out there repairing I, your your car. You put I, a new I, handle I like on. You rewarded. got a shot back, and you're eating bison sausage. I, it's so manly, and I've got some some whiskey that I've been sipping on tonight uh, while we've been chatting. <laughs> so I, I, it's been manly. I feel like I've been rewarded for all the hard work and the sanding up wow. there. Wow. Yeah. And. Uh, and, and so, like cooking some apples on the cast iron, oh, throwing man. in some peppers, yeah. and throwing in some bison sausage. She just kind of flavored all with, and oh wow. man, with some rice and, and air fried Brussels sprouts. Oh Ooh. man, I'm coming oh, eat at your house. It's, all it's better doing. than restaurant food. We 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 do it well here. Yeah. Oh well. Well, here we go. This is either going to be a steakhouse or a gay bar, and we'll see if they serve bison sausage or not. Okay, so I'll give you the name of the business. You tell me what you think it is. This one is in Mobile, Alabama. It's called Bebop's Downtown in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> is it Bebop's or Bebop? No, no, Bebop's. Bebop's. Oh my gosh. Bebop's Be Downtown. That's what it's Be called. Bebop's Downtown. I, I think this is a steakhouse. It, well, the old Bebop is a gay bar. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I can't be Bebop. I, nothing about that screams like, "Hey, you know." I, I don't. I look. I don't know. Maybe I, I just don't get. It. Well, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I guess that's what they do in Mobile, Alabama. We're going down the Bebop. Yep. Oh my God! Oh man! All right, Bebop. Well, what are you up to, man? <laughs> Here's a business called. Maple and Ash in Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> uh, well, when I think about Ash, I, I, I do think about some nice, like, kind of smoked meat, maybe. So I'm, I'm going to say this is a steakhouse. Yeah, well, that pretty much sounds about right, too. <laughs> Definitely a steakhouse, indeed. Now, I don't know, ma maple wood, but that'd be kind of interesting to smoke meat in maple. You know, I've always thought hickory is good, but maple doesn't sound too bad either you know oh so, no maple sounds great yeah all right here's the business from las vegas nevada called fun hog ranch <laughs> fun hog ranch <laughs> oh man well i i don't really know uh, well, uh, i don't know about, about a bunch about the, the the gay community but i don't really think that being called a hog in any context is a good thing so I think that, you know, in the context of a hog, I think that you're thinking of a good pig roast. I'm going to say oh. steakhouse. Uh, well, it turns out it's a gay bar. Is it, is it really? Oh, it, uh, is, it, it real, is, it, is that what they call like a spit roast? I, I, I guess. Oh, Las, but no, it's in you. Las Vegas. What do you expect? That you is know? true. That you is know? true. Oh, my goodness. Yes, indeed. All right. Here's an interesting um, business name. It's called Pittsburgh Blue. In Maple Grove, Minnesota. I'm I'm just 
trying to stay above water here, man. I'm drowning in these insane games today. Yeah, um, yeah. Pittsburgh Blue, I, I think that... It's in Maple it, Grove, it, Minnesota. In Minnesota. Um, I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. You sound like that's just a complete spitball. Well, if it was... If, 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 uh, it was Pittsburgh blowing that I think it would be a gay bar. So, but, but because it's not that, I think it's a steakhouse. Uh, well, it, it, it is definitely not Pittsburgh B L E U. It is the Pittsburgh B L U E. So it oh, is a steakhouse. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Final business is in Ashland, Nebraska. It's called Round the Bend. <laughs> Round the Bend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I might as well just call it In the Butt. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, okay, um, I, I, you're getting me on all these today, but I, <laughs> I can't. I'm going to say that this is a steakhouse. I think it's yeah. a little bit too on the nose and, and yeah. good wordplay for the other. But but I'll tell you, you put a whole new spin on the name of that business, that's for sure. Oh, it no. is a steakhouse. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Look, I'm at least averaging about 50% so far, so that's yeah, good enough not for too, me. not doing too bad, actually. For these, these are pretty tough, I will say that. So, <laughs> All right. What else is what? What do you, we got? Either Fort Star Weatherman or Golf Course or Rehab. I'm just thinking if I had to come up with my own gay bar based on on two years worth of insane games experience, I would call it Hillbilly Saloon. Oh yes, I Instead like that. Hillbilly, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. All right. Well, I think we should just jump into. Um, look, look, all, right, all right. Things have been a little bit hot. We got to take a cold shower here. But let's okay. go into. Um, a, a rehab or golf, golf course, course or rehab. rehab. All right. Very good. All right. Got a business here. You tell me if it's a golf course or rehab. Your first business is in Canaan, Connecticut called Eden Hill. Eden Hill. Well, I think Garden of Eden. I think it's, um, it's full of splendor. And nothing, nothing uh, says splendor more than golfing. <laughs> so you think it's a golf course? Yeah, I think it's a golf course. Well, it is actually a rehab. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I, I don't know. Eden Hill. <clears throat> For some reason, I look at that as being a restorative. I don't know. I just, that's my visual picture of that. But I, yeah. I think that Eden Hill, like, I, I think that at that point, if you're having to go to a rehab, you've already been kicked out of Eden. Yeah, that's and, probably true. So, that's that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. All right. Well, here's one. <clears throat> it's called Creekside in Lavalette, La La West Virginia. Creekside. Oh, my God. <laughs> These are always so so tough for me. I, maybe I need to golf more. I've never really golfed before, um, yeah. so I, I, I should do that with my church next time I get a chance to. Maybe. All right, uh, I'm going to say it's a golf course. Well, that's what it is. It's a golf course. Very good. And, but the weird thing is, names like that, it can literally be either one. It's just that's what's so crazy yeah. about it. All right, your next one is in Branson, Missouri. It's called Branson Hills. Hmm. Branson Hills. Any anytime I'm hearing hills, I tend to think golf course with this. You get yep. like a nice rolling hills. So I'm gonna say golf yep. course. Yeah, I I think that would be probably about right. It is indeed a golf course. Indeed. They're at Branson, Missouri. All right. Your next business is called Twin Warriors at Santa Ana Pueblo, New Mexico. Twin War well with a name like Warriors, I'm thinking that like this has to be a rehab, right? 
Well, actually, it encourage that... people to be strong. Yeah, well, Twin Warriors in Santa Ana Pueblo, New Mexico is a <laughs> golf course, and believe Ooh. it or not. I, I guess what maybe it's named after like a Native American reserve or something. I don't know. Uh, the Twin Warriors, I've never, that's a bizarre name for a golf course, that's for sure. It, so. it definitely is, yeah. Yeah, well, your last business is in Powell, Wyoming, called Beartooth. Beartooth. Um, <laughs> this is almost reminds me of the last one in a way. Yes. Um, bear, yes. What in the world is Beartooth? Uh, well, it, I don't think it sounds like a golf course. So I'm going to have to say rehab. Uh, good, <clears throat> good guess. It is yeah. indeed a rehab. So that's uh, always the you, most challenging one. Uh, if, you, if you have to get rid of the hair of the dog, you got to yes. get a, the, yes. the tooth of the bear. Yes. I, uh, so it, it, I can guarantee you of all the ones, of all the insane games we've played, <clears throat> the, the golf course rehab is the most challenging, I think, because you mm. get, get such similar names for so many things. So, well, I, I'm kind of just a win so far. Though. I've been three for five so far with yeah, everything. Yeah, so. yeah. But, but yeah. so I'm going to say you're kind of average. You're, you're not doing too bad. So. I, I, I'm, I'm saying that I'm, if this is a game of rock, paper, scissors, I'd be winning every time. That's <laughs> yeah, right. All right. All right. Well, here's one that you do fairly well on is Porn Star or Weatherman. <clears throat> so, and we've got some, we've got some interesting names this week. So I got a list of entertainers. You tell me if the person is a porn star or a weatherman. And I think any of these folks could possibly, you know, if they did a bad forecast, could lose their job, you know, which is what happened in some places. <laughs> but right, anyway, right. <clears throat> your first, <laughs> your first entertainer's name is Ivan Cabrera. Ivan Cabrera. Um, wait, so. Ivan sounds kind of Russian, but Cabrera sounds kind of like Hispanic. Right. I'm confused. Um, <laughs> what is this? I'm going to say it's a porn star. Ivan is a <laughs> weatherman at CBS 4 Miami. <laughs> so maybe he is Hispanic if he's in Miami. I don't know. So your next entertainer is called Logan Pierce. <laughs> Logan, Logan Pierce. I, I think this is a porn star for sure. <laughs> uh, what you think the word Logan is something pornographic about it, maybe, or is it? Pierce? <laughs> I think it has to, to do uh, more with lo, uh, the, the Pierce part. Yeah. Uh, okay. Turns out he is a porn star. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And yeah. here's one. I like this guy's <laughs> name. Nice, strong name. Rod Hill. Rod Hill. Um, Rod Hill, I, I will say, I think this is a weatherman, though. Has a weatherman ring to it. Well, he is it a uh, weatherman at portlandweather.com. Yeah. Very good. It, it's All right. strong, but not overcompensating. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. This entertainer's name is Damon Dice. Damon Dice. I think that, well, that's so nice. You want, oh, I'm doing that song there. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a weatherman, though. Damon is a <laughs> porn star, believe it or not. <laughs> and here's one I think has my favorite name of the entire category. This <laughs> entertainer's name is Ben Wang. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> ben Wang. Oh, man. Um, yeah, this is tough. If it was Benjamin Wang, then I'd say for sure, Weatherman. 
But yeah, uh, well, Wang. It, if it helps, he spells his first name B I N. Oh gosh, this makes it way more confusing. <laughs> I, I will say, look, my my gut is telling me weatherman. I'm going to stick with it. You're going to stick with the weatherman, huh? Uh huh. Well. He is a uh, a weatherman, actually a former Ooh. meteorologist and current professor at the University of Hawaii at Manoa. <laughs> so there ben you have Wang. it, yeah. Ben Wang. <laughs> I wonder if he got if that's his real name. If he ever made it through elementary school <laughs> with a oh name gosh, like that, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I, I, I used right. to know Ken um, back in the day. His name was Christopher Dix. And, oh um, man. That always that, that that would that would ruin yeah. a person, you know. It, well, the poor kid. I, I felt so bad. Oh my! Well, we've uh, we we got. Um, well, I, I was thinking some other people's names. There's some people's names right here, and their last names are Boob. <laughs> I so, mean, uh, <laughs> at least guys like boobs, but not many guys like dicks. Yeah, so well, that's true. More, uh, Either way, I guess they're getting made fun of. But that's right. That's right. So, all right. Well, this is the one thing that you do. You did five in a row, five for five last week. Fake news of Florida. We've got headlines that you tell me either is a story of it's fake or something that really happened in the state of Florida. Your first story: A Weston woman was arrested for driving seventy miles an hour with her boyfriend clinging to the hood of the car and talking on the phone. <laughs> What? This is so wild. I, I don't think that anyone else trying to think this is a fake story. It would, it would be like the equivalent of making a run-on sentence. Just doesn't work well. But but that's what makes it feel natural. I think this is Florida. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that there for a minute. I know. It actually is a Florida story. Yeah. It I have no is. doubts. No <laughs> doubts. I, I, I do. I, I do want to look this up after this now, though. After hearing that, yeah. Well, West Weston must be a pretty wild place to live. So, all right. Your next headline: A Melbourne man was arrested for refusing to pay the cab driver who took him home after he was released from jail. Uh, released from jail, arrested for not paying a cab driver. Right. I. I would think that that would be more. Would that be a civil dispute? I, I think this is fake news. Mm, it turns out it's a real story. Actually happened. Really? Yes. I mean, so, how, how do you get money after being in jail, anyways? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe you just don't call a cab. You call somebody else or something. You know, call a ride or something. That, that's what happened. Melbourne, Florida. Your next headline is a Sarasota woman who was arrested for indecent exposure after she mooned the principal at her daughter's school to protest a clothing policy. <laughs> That's pretty funny, but uh, I, I think that it, it is. it seems a little fake news to me. Seems a little over the top. A little bit. Uh, actually, it is... It is uh... Fake news. Very good. Oh, All right. Yeah, you had me sweating for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I put a new operating system on the computer here. See, so we got a brand new fresh uh, coating of Ubuntu Linux, and I've got some new buttons to play with here. So, but uh, see, you, you do home improvement on your house. I do home improvement on my computer. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, yeah. You put yourself through mental anguish. Yes. Well, I put myself through physical glory. 
Yeah, well, I don't get covered in <laughs> sawdust, and I can not have to strip down to my to my skibbies to be able to put an operating oh. system on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it is it is a pleasure to do so. Oh yes. All right. Your next headline: A dog accidentally put a car in drive and crashed it into a Daytona liquor store after his owner left him inside the running vehicle. You know. I've actually, when I drive and, and my dog is with me, uh, my wife has to sit in the back seat with my son in his car seat because yeah. my dog will sit in the, the passenger seat. And yeah. I don't, should I, maybe, I don't know, but like, he's not strapped in or anything. He's hanging out there. Sometimes I have to keep him on his side. I'll put an arm out. There yeah. was one time where he, was trying to kind of stand on my leg while driving and he bumped the car into neutral. Oh. I had to quickly grab the shift and put it back in. And, and, yeah. uh, and so I actually think that this might be a Florida story. Mm. Turns out that it is <laughs> fake news. Oh, come on. <laughs> it actually was fake news. However, <laughs> I did hear a story where that did actually happen, but it wasn't in Florida. See, there it is. There it is. I, I, I don't doubt that it's happened. I, I will yes. I'll put it that way at least. Yes. So that that was kind of a curveball, frankly, in my opinion. Uh, may, so. Maybe it's not crazy enough to be Florida is the well, problem. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah you right. don't see Florida dog stories. You see Florida man <laughs> stories. That's right. All right. Your last headline. A Miami defense attorney's pants caught fire while he was delivering the closing <laughs> arguments in an arson case. <laughs> So uh, it'd only be better if he was lying about what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that this is too wild to not be true. I'm going to say that this is Florida. <laughs> it is true. Absolutely. <laughs> How did his pants catch on fire? Man. I have no idea. Was there any open flames anywhere maybe? Or he was flicking his bick inside his pocket or something? I don't know. <laughs> So, I mean, flicking his bick instead of his yeah except yeah right right so but <laughs> that's that's just wonderful i mean closing arguments in an arson case and your attorney's pants catch on fire that that that's the best right there oh my and, gosh that's that's so, crazy so that that would mean that you got your legal representation at a fire sale so mm -hmm. oh well well i would say you did Pretty average on all things this week. It was some pretty tough, uh, t tough uh, questions or uh, uh, things to, to to solve here. So, I will say, if nothing else, I was consistent with my three you, for five. You, you've definitely been doing three for five. Very, very, very consistent indeed. So, well, hopefully, in <laughs> maybe what two more weeks, you will have a whole new upstairs remodeled and ready to go. Oh, man, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, we've got a little bit of um, – I want to patch up some of the, the poorly done drywall uh, stuff in just a few areas right. before doing more. We're going to stain and reseal the uh, the wood now that the wood is out and get yeah. the place cleaned up. And and so we, I, I should be able to sleep back in the comfortable bed yes. tomorrow night, I think. Nice. Thank goodness. <laughs> Yes, and and uh, and and then you you can you know get get nice cleaned up and and make yourself presentable. I'm I'm sure you're you're I'm sure Mrs. Poncho thought you were pretty sexy in your boxers and covered in sanding and, and you know all that sawdust. And uh, oh, she she uh, you know you would think so, but she 
stood very clear of me when I was oh, covering sawdust. This surprisingly, is you, this is when you walk up to her and try to give her a hug, and she would she she runs away from you. I know. Yeah. Uh, I almost wanted to use some bad language. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I was just kidding. Oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, well, hey, congratulations once again on your granddaughter. And yes. We'll have to smoke a cigar pipe to celebrate. Uh, it might be, it might be months from now, but we'll celebrate well, one the next time we see each other with a pipe and, or something. And 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 I might I might even decide to celebrate with a little taste of peanut butter whiskey or something. Oh, it is wild. I I was having some tonight. It is. It's good. I think you'll like it. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there. So I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.